0: Everyone, welcome to the RotoGrinders Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's the football podcast. It's week three of the NFL season. We have 13 games to talk about here today. A lot of injuries, uh, a lot of opportunities. And um, as always, I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Oh, well, I'm just doing fine and dandy. Um, it's been a weird football season so far. Fantasy, I have not done great because mostly last week because of injuries and stupid Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor's doctor, but I've made it all back and then some on sports betting. So years not gone how I wanted it to, but it's, it's gone well. (laughs) It's
0: been a good year for me. Like I was super heavy on Aaron Jones last week and like, I didn't play a ton last week because like my son's birthday party was Sunday. Um, So like, it was it was just a really good week because I, like, condensed everything. And, like, I had, like, 70% Aaron Jones. So, um, <laughs> it went well. <laughs> so, ready um, ready for week three. Like I said, man, we have a ton of injuries that we're going to go through. And, like, this first game that we start with here, the 49ers and the Giants is a 42 total. San Francisco favored by four in this game um, right out of the bat. Like, this is one of the games that – Mozart's doubtful. Coleman's doubtful. Garoppolo didn't practice on Wednesday. He's still really questionable. Um, What are are we looking at here um, for the 49ers?
1: I think it all comes down to ownership. I think a lot of people are going to be on McKinnon, uh, obviously, without Coleman, without Mostert in there. It's going to be a very different – backfield than we've seen for a little bit uh but it all kind of depends on where his ownership's gonna lie currently he's pegged at 19.2 percent I think that's about where it should be I have no problem playing him if that's going to be the ownership San Francisco's probably going to run the ball a lot they are like I, I don't know why they're only a four-point favorite it's the Giants and I I just don't fully understand this I know that their defense is drastically injured and their offense is pretty injured, but they still have a good enough run scheme where they should be able to put up some yards and keep keep the chains moving the entire time. But McKinnon's in there at 19.2%. I think that it's going to be higher than that. I think it's going to be like 30, in which case I'm probably going to mostly fade him for Jeff Wilson. I was looking at the snap counts, and once everyone went out, I think Jeff Wilson was in there still a decent amount. We've seen multiple running backs go down before on the offense, and Shanahan kind of just throws in whoever he really wants. So I'm waiting on ownership is basically where it's at for running backs, just kind of figuring out which one I want to end up going with. But McKinnon, if he's going to be lower owned, then I'm perfectly fine with playing him. Uh, Kittle, main part, I would want from this offense if he ends up playing. I think they, like, talked about they might end up playing. If not, Jordan Reed is a decent option there, 4K. But there's not a ton to like from the San Francisco side. I'm fine with taking a shot on any of the wide receivers just because of their price tags and low ownership if you really want to throw in Mullins, he's 5.1K. But, like, there's nothing that stands out here. Like, I I, I wouldn't be surprised my ownership in this game was real low uh, based on where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, like, this game could be a stinker, right? Like, this game could be, like, so many moving pieces are injured on both sides of the ball for both teams that, like, this game could be a stinker. Um, You know, the thing that worries me with McKinnon, can he handle, like, a full bulk workload. Um, so, like, I think we are going to see Wilson. Like, we might even see, like, some Jusek, you know, like – like, and, like, it's just one of those things where is it a situation I want to go heavy on? Probably not. Will I have some McKinnon? Sure. Will I have some Kittle? Sure. Um, you know, Kittle is definitely going to be dependent on, like, Garoppolo. I don't hate Mullins um, throwing the ball to – it sounds like it's going to be Mullins, right? Like, it, that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like Grappo is going to play. It sounds like it's going to be Nick Mullins. Uh, and, like, that just hurts the whole offense. But I do think, like, you could potentially take a shot on Kittle here. Um, let's go to the Giants side of things. Obviously, we knew, we knew the news on Barkley out for the season. Um, and then this morning or yesterday, they put Shepard on the IR, um, dealing with a toe injury. So, again, like, another offense that has a lot of moving pieces that are kind of hurt here.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting spot here. Lewis or Gallman could do something. I'm probably full on fading him. Like, I don't trust anything. The line was terrible beforehand. If I'm going to go with someone, it's probably going to be Lewis at 5.3K just because there's a scenario in which case they're coming from behind. Lewis gets a little bit more work in there. But who knows if Freeman will even play this week like everything's kind of up in the air with that backfield. So I think it's predominantly a stay away spot where I have some interest is not so much in Dana Jones, but in Slayton, we currently haven't pegged at 1% ownership. We know what this guy can do. We know that he's Jones favorite target. He put up multiple 30 point games last year. He put up 28 points in the first game this season. The guy has multiple touchdown upsides and considering that him and Jones together have done it three times over the last year or four times over the last year. Slayton's price is just 4.9 K low ownership is a perfect spot for him. Tate, I'm fine with, but not really a huge fan. Ingram, I mean, pretty much any given matchup, but this 49ers pass defense is real banged up right now. Obviously, both, they have two D linemen, one of which is Bosa, on the IR at their alpha season. The cornerbacks are both beat up. Who knows if they're end up playing, which after that, like they really don't have much of a pass defense. Like those are the main four pieces of their pass defense, and now they're pretty much gone here, so – I really, really like Slayton. I don't mind Evan Ingram, just like I don't mind him every week, but I'm not overly high on him. But Slayton's really the one key piece of this entire game that I absolutely love. If his ownership is really going to be this low, he's a fantastic play.
0: Yeah, I want to follow the Devontae Freeman news. Like if he's not gonna be ready, I have slight interest in Deion Lewis just because of how many injuries there are to the Giants defense or the 49ers defense right now um i like slayton a lot i'm with you on that like train i, I like evan ingram um uh, for tournaments this is a guy that has 15 targets through two games already this season so um he's a guy that you know can put up a touchdown in any matchup he's 5k which is probably a little too cheap um you know now with no shepherd so i'm not going crazy on this game this game has a 42 total it's a it's a respectable total um but i don't want to go too crazy here i feel like The game offers a lot of value, though, so can't just write it off. Bengals and Eagles, 46 total. Philly favored by five in this game. Let's go with Cincinnati first here. Anything standing out to you here for the Bengals?
1: I mean, not a ton. Burrow's probably priced about where he should be. Between A.J. Green and Boyd, like, I think Boyd's probably the better option at this point, but not really by a lot. Mixon, I think, is fine. He's going to get a bunch of carries in pretty much every single matchup. Like, he's disappointed everyone but he still got 20 touches last week 20 touches the week before at his price tag of 5.9k in a range where we're going to see a lot of ownership on other guys. I don't hate that option. Um, but like yeah, not nothing stands out here. Like I'm fine with any of these pieces but nothing stands out. I probably will fade the Bengals entirely in this spot and it's just not really worth it to me to really go on any of these. It's, they don't have a particularly a high points total in this game i I just don't see anyone going off here, yeah,
0: I don't mind mixing um for tournaments i I like Tyler Boyd um like everybody you know you never really know if like people are like joking about like how much work a j green is getting uh because like people are tweeting about it so much right now, but Tyler Boyd is really good, I like him. And as far as, like, cheap tight ends go, like, I think we have to look at uh, Drew Sample a little bit here. Um, Uzuma getting hurt, putting on the IR. The Philly defense has been terrible against tight ends already this season. Um, So, we saw, you know, the Rams, what was it, Higby last week, just absolutely shred this defense. Uh, Logan Thomas in week one shred this defense. So, I think Drew Sample at 3,500 is a value tight end that we have to look at um, for large field tournaments. On the Philly side of things, you know, Miles Sanders looked great last week. Got 20 touches, um, seven targets, or 20 carries, seven targets. Um, good matchup. Cincinnati is allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs through the first two weeks. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Sanders?
1: I love him. I just don't love that ownership. Uh, yeah. Don't have a strong take on terms Just from pure numbers, like, he's a fantastic play here. We saw what the both Browns running backs did to Cincinnati in the first week, like, Sanders, just as a point-per-dollar play, is probably one of the top options on the slate. He's probably your first guy that you're putting in in cash in all likelihood at the running back position. Can't say a bad thing about Sanders. In terms of the passing game, I could see the Philly being decently ahead. Like Jackson's always a guy that's in play for tournaments. Uh, Rager, he, we had some news on him just a little bit ago. He's not right? going to play. Yeah, he's out for multiple weeks. Um So with Rager out, like, i probably honestly give more of a boost to the tight ends than anything. If I'm going to play anyone from this game, it's going to be Goddard or it's going to be Ertz. I'm fine. Either one of them, Goddard is really coming to play in this offense, but Ertz is going to be a guy that's going to go a little bit overlooked. There's just another game where it's like I'm sticking to Sanders and that's really all I want. And if he's going to be heavily owned, then I think you could do a leverage play. I hope that it's more of a passing game and you can kind of play it that way. But as of right now, it's just Sanders.
0: I love Goddard here. Like, nobody plays this guy. This is a guy that's getting plenty of targets. They just lost a wide receiver. Um, Nobody's going to play him. Like, he's going to be under 5% own. Um, So, I love this spot for him. Um, The other thing that I wanted to point out here, like, Cincinnati through two two games is playing at the second fastest pace, and Philly's playing at the 12th fastest pace. Like, this game – has like uh the potential to kind of shoot out. So like these are the types of games that I like to target um in tournaments. Um there's a lot of like really solid pieces on both sides. Um so if it did shoot out you kind of know where the production's gonna go. Uh so don't sleep on this game. It could also be a stinker. Let's be honest. It could be a it could be a stinker. So um Rams and Bills forty seven and a half total Buffalo favored by two. Let's talk with the uh, Rams here first. Um, what's your thoughts when it comes to the LA Rams?
1: Stay away, like Woods, Cups, fine, but Buffalo's a good defense. It's going to be in Buffalo, although the weather looks decent right now. I don't really see many spots where anyone on the Rams ends up going off. Like one of the running backs may end up having a 20-point game. We've seen Henderson do it one week. We've seen Brown do it one week. Now with Akers injured, like it could be either of those guys. Their price tags aren't terrible, but Buffalo is just a good, good team and a good, good defense. Like, so if I'm going to go anywhere, it's probably going to be either Cup or Woods. Just see volume volume targets. I know Higby had a great weekend last week. Obviously just was one of the top plays on the entire slate <laughs> with three touchdowns. But I don't know if really expect him to do it again. And he's 5.9K, like full on fade, I think, of the Rams for me here. But I'm also a little bit jaded because I love Buffalo. So go ahead and see, tell me if I'm wrong.
0: The only like I I have interest in Higby again just because like G- Gusecki just crushed the Buffalo like defense as well and they're the man like Van Jefferson got targets, Cup got targets, Woods got targets. Like Woods used to be like our safety valve like in this offense. You know you kind of play him and like he was going to safely get you you know fifteen to twenty points. Um, here's the thing like Malcolm Brown is banged up, Acres is banged up. If both of those guys sit. Henderson obviously becomes someone we can look at, um, but again, it's still, like, a really tough matchup. So, for me, it's Higby and Woods, and that's really it. Like, I, I, and it's just more of, like, I know I'll probably have some Josh Allen stacks out there, um, and, and I'll want to run it back. So, like, that's where I'm going to likely end up running it back. Um, let's talk Buffalo here. Josh Allen, man, um, he's been phenomenal here to start the season. Um, looked really good against Miami, looked really good against the Jets, um, has thrown for over 300 yards in both games now. What are your thoughts when it comes to Buffalo?
1: Love him. Absolutely love Josh Allen. As you know, I've been talking about it pretty much all season long and last season and the season before. I've been talking about Josh Allen for a while, and I knew exactly what would happen with Diggs going into this offense. He has an actual reliable wide receiver. Still, like, I don't generally like to play them at home. Weather is something that you always have to look out for. It looks like there might be 13 mile per hour winds during the game, so it's something to check up on. But if the weather, it's going to be about 70 degrees on Sunday. If the weather looks all right, at 73, it's sunny. I know that rain's going to come. For some reason, Buffalo's the one spot where I actually look at weather extensively all throughout the week. But if the weather's going to be all right, like, absolutely love Josh Allen here. People might be a little bit worried about Ramsey. Shadowing Diggs. I don't care. Diggs is in for a big workload week in, week out. I know everyone saw Brown go off for that big game week one. He can go off for a big game, but that's mostly dependent on the weather being all right. I'm fine with Brown, but I still love Diggs. The 7K price tag is going to come in at under 3% ownership in all likelihood. Josh Allen, even though he's been crushing his price tag, are going to keep a little bit of ownership off him. And we still haven't even seen one a massive rushing game. out of Yes, he had 57 yards and a touchdown week one, but that's not a huge game for him. He's been passing the ball a ton every single game, hasn't been rushing nearly as much because the games really haven't been terribly close until the end. He hasn't had to do a lot of work with his legs. I still think one of his biggest games is still in him. This could be the spot here. Pair him with Diggs. Do it a lot. Love Allen this week. Probably staying away from the running game just because both Singletary and Moss are there. Not going with tight ends at all. Like I'm fine with Brown, but Beasley is the only guy that I target in bad weather games at home, and this doesn't look like it's going to be terrible weather. So stack up Diggs with Jerry Allen or Josh Allen and just win a lot of money.
0: Zach Boston practice Wednesday dealing with a toe injury. If he were to sit, uh, I think that bumps up Singletary a lot. Um, so actually yeah, I have to watch that news a little bit. Um, they have Taiwan Jones and I think TJ Yeldon might be on like the practice squad. I don't even know if they're carrying him right now. Um, so the way, like a way like to be different here is you can go Singletary Buffalo's defense. Um, if you want to, you know, play a different, a different aspect or a different way to approach Buffalo here. But I love Allen, John Brown. You know, if you look at John Brown's price, it's just way too cheap um, for the upside that he's been able to, you know, provide this season. But, yeah, I, I think Diggs is always someone that you have to you have to look at. Like, you know, he, he's a guy that it, it seems like Buffalo went out and got Diggs and, like, he has been fantastic. You know, I do worry about Jalen Ramsey shadowing Diggs, not going to lie. Um, it is something that I worry about. The matchup is is tough, um, even for if you look at John John Brown, like it's gonna be a tough matchup too. Darius Williams is is playing good as well, so um, Josh Allen hundred yard rushing game is not out of the question here. So you know you definitely want to be looking at Josh Allen in this one. Um, moving on, we got the Bears and the Falcons, forty seven and a half total. Atlanta favored by three. Uh, this game's in Atlanta, so indoors. Um, what do you think here on the Chicago side of things?
1: I mean much as I hate Trubisky sometime it's against the Falcons it's it's that simple Falcons not a great defense we've seen two games so far this season that have been high scoring against them and just been high scoring overall the total in this game of 47 and a half seems a bit too low for me I'd take the over on that even though it's up against Chicago I know Chicago has a decent defense but that really doesn't matter for Atlanta and I don't think that Atlanta ends up winning this one so Allen Robinson, absolutely in a spot where he can end up crushing, going up against a very, very bad defense. Nine targets each of the first two weeks. Didn't do much with it last week. I think that's a little bit of an outlier. And you look at his numbers on the season, and he hasn't put up great numbers, but he still doesn't have a receiving touchdown yet. I think that ends up changing this week. I honestly don't hate Montgomery, but the problem is he's in a price range where there's a lot of other guys and you're kind of just hoping for touchdowns with them, which is absolutely a possibility going up against the Falcons here. But this is predominantly an Allen Robinson, Trubisky spot for me. I think that they put up a lot of points here. I think that Trubisky and Robinson have a big day together. I think Robinson gets peppered with about 13 targets in this spot here. And I can see a whole lot of different ways where the stack ends up paying off. Miller, I don't mind, like, six targets week one, only three last week, put up an absolute goose egg there. But this is a much better spot going up against the Falcons. I don't mind pairing him along with Trubisky. Again, Trubisky's a guy that can end up putting up 30 points in any given matchup, and this is the perfect spot for him to do it. There's not going to be a ton of ownership on this because it is the Bears. So Robinson, Miller, Trubisky are the three go-to guys for this one.
0: Yeah, like if you think uh if you think Chicago's gonna be playing from behind, you know, take some shots on Jimmy Graham too. Um A Rob is the guy. Like he has thirty two percent target share and zero touchdowns, and like the touchdown number has kept his fantasy point number down enough where he's priced down a little bit. So I like the Trubisky, A Rob pairing. I don't mind Trubisky, A Rob Graham if you think this is gonna be a really high scoring game. Um I honestly don't hate David Montgomery either. Like you said, the price range is really strong, but he's someone that I'm definitely going to have on my list. I don't know if he's going to make the cut, but I try to tend to try to knock my running back, pulled down um, a lot more than my wide receiver and tight end. So um, let's talk Atlanta here. You already kind of said it. Like the defense is not playing great and they're playing from behind a bunch and like we're seeing really high scoring games and stuff like that. They kind of just like, They just let it go against Dallas last week. Um, What an ugly turn of events there. Julio Jones is banged up right now. Um, Russell Gage, 21 targets through first two games. Like, if Julio doesn't play here, we have a ton of value in Russell Gage. And, like, Calvin Ridley at 7,200, that probably is not high enough.
1: Yeah, which it's super interesting that by week three, we already see Calvin Ridley at pretty much the same price tag as Julio Jones. Yeah, Julio Jones talked about how he was dealing with a hamstring injury. He's a little bit banged up right now. I still think regardless if he ends up playing, Like he's definitely worth a shot in tournaments. But I, I don't have a strong – I think Hayden Hurst is probably my least favorite target, and that's just by a very small amount. I'm not playing Gurley. I'm not playing Gurley in this spot. He's really obviously has a chance for multiple touchdowns in any given game. But zero targets last week, only five the first week. I don't know how much they're going to end up using him in the passing game. So it, it's the wide receivers and Hurst for me, like wait and see on the Julio news. If he doesn't play, then his full system goes for all these guys. If he does end up playing, then I think that you can take a shot on him. And I think you can go Ridley. I think you can go gauge. I think you can go Hurst.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, as far as like you mentioned, like early, um, he's going to eventually have like a three touchdown game. Like he does all the time, but I don't think this is the spot. I hope not. Anyway, very interested in the passing game here. Calvin Ridley. Um, it looks really good. So I, I like Ridley. I like Gage even if Julio plays because I still don't think even if Julio plays, he's going to be 100% and like that could potentially bump down the ownership for Russell Gage. Um, I don't mind Hayden Hurst, you know, 13 targets through the first two games, playing a ton of snaps. Um, his target share is a little bit lower than I want it to be. It was up last week without Julio, so maybe it'd be up again here if Julio doesn't play. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders against New England Patriots, 48 total, New England favored by five and a half in this game. This game has a lot of merit and some juiciness. Um, let's start with the Raiders. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Las Vegas? 2-0. and o.
1: Yeah, yeah, 2-0. and o. Carr didn't look too bad in that last game. Uh, well, the Raiders just in general didn't look too bad in that. And it wasn't even that. The Saints just looked bad in that last game. Uh, but, yeah, Raiders, I think this is going to be a decently high-scoring game here. Jacob seems a little bit expensive here at 7,300, although he is getting a ton of work. Patriots isn't really the easiest matchup in the world. I'm fine with him, but not over the moon. Uh, Guy I really like here is Ruggs. I think that Patriots are going to try and shut down Waller a little bit. Ruggs did not look great this last week. If he's all right this week, then... He could, like he was also coming off that knee injury, so it's still something to watch throughout the week. It's obviously – we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, so keep that in mind. But at 5K, I think that he's a decent play here. Uh, I'm fine with going with Renfro. I'm fine with going with Edwards, but Ruggs is really the guy that I like. If you want to go Waller, that's fine. Tight end's not really great this week, and he's just got 16 targets this last week against the Saints. Got a touchdown for the first time in a while but it's, it's Ruggs is my main guy here. I don't know if I'm going to use much car.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'll use much car here. I think that there's no way Bill Belichick doesn't scheme against Darren Waller here. And, and like, Darren Waller was a beast last week. Let's just be honest. Like, anybody that played him or watched that game, they know how much of a beast he was. Um, I like Ruggs. I like Brian Edwards a lot, too, in this game. I think Brian Edwards could be, like, that sneaky play in this game that, like, nobody's really thinking about. Um, and like Waller, if he does get shut down, where's the production going to go? It's going to go to rugs, Edwards, Renfro and Jacobs. So, so like, you know, the pieces where it's going, um, it's a tough matchup for Josh Jacobs, but we have to respect the workload. Like you said, like the workload is insane right now. The guy's coming off of 27 carries in week, um, two after having 25 carries in week five or one. So, um, it's hard not to like Josh Jacobs each and every week right now. Um, they get a lead Gruden wants to run the ball and like they don't want to run the the ball with Devontae Booker or Jalen Rashard they want to run the ball with Josh Jacobs so uh New England Patriots here like Cam Newton right like you could play Cam Newton by himself you could play Cam Newton with Harry or Edelman but like Cam Newton has to be in the conversation this week right
1: yeah he has to be in the conversation. It's a goal We're, on running back. <laughs> like yeah yeah we finally like have a running back a consistent running back in New England. We haven't been able to say that for years and it's straight up Cam Newton. They're fine with running him all over the place. Bill Pellichick knows how to use his size and his speed. Cam Newton is a fantastic play this week. he's expensive. I don't care. like you're essentially getting a guy that has two rushing touchdowns. You know how many passing touchdowns he has this season? One right? One is correct, but he still had 400 passing yards last week. He's going up against the Raiders. Raiders is one of the worst defense in the league, I think, right now, um, And in terms of giving up points and yards. Like Cam Newton should crush here. If you want to pair him with someone, like I, I think it's Edelman. Uh, White, I don't know if he'll end up playing this week. Have they given us news yet? I don't think they have. Did you see anything on it?
0: I didn't. Like condolences to him and his family yeah. and prayers, man. That's that's rough. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like nobody. I don't think anybody will um, like give him any shit if he doesn't come back this week, right? Like you know, you no. take your time coming back from that one. Um, so and like we we I haven't heard anything um, about his mom yet either. So um, I'm sure he's wanting to be with her if she's still in critical. So. Um, no idea if White is going to play or not.
1: Yeah, if he doesn't end up playing, then I'm fine with Edelman or Harry pairing him with Cam. I'm fine with him regardless, but it, yeah, it's Cam. It's Cam naked. It's Cam with either one of these guys. It's Cam. It's Cam. It's Cam. And it's Cam. I don't think I'm going with Michelle. I wouldn't be against it too much if White ends up missing, but likely a scenario where I'm not going to have a ton of exposure to him so yeah it's,
0: it's cam <laughs> yeah, like i like Cam the- a lot um harry is 4200 he's super cheap this is a big dude a big red zone like threat it doesn't seem like they really want to use like ryan Izzo or anything um so harry has a huge role in this offense and he's a big dude so like he is a red zone threat um demir bird came out of nowhere and had nine targets, um, against Seattle last week. It's something to monitor. He's three K don't want to like overreact to one week, but like nine targets and he played 88% of the snaps in week two and 87% of the snaps in week one. So, um, they, they seem like they want to go like three wide receiver sets a lot here for cam. Um, so, Bird has to be in the conversation. He's 3K. Like, if he gets five catches and a touchdown and you don't have him, you might be in trouble um, if the rest of your team goes off. So, I love Cam. I'll be pairing him with Edelman, Harry, and Bird, just kind of mixing and matching. Um, But I like this combo a lot here. I don't really have anything else. Like, I don't want to really touch the running back situation. Um, Oakland has struggled with, you know, allowing touchdowns to running backs this season. So, if you want to play, like, maybe – Michelle and the Patriots defense together, sure. But probably not something I'm going to go, like, crazy with here. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings, 48 and a half total here. Tennessee favored by two and a half in this game. Um, Grant, like, my biggest issue with Tennessee last year was just, like, how many seconds they were playing, like, how long it would take them to make plays. But, like, we have the teams that are fifth and sixth in pace already this season. It's two weeks. I don't want to overreact, but – this seems like a very interesting, maybe potentially like under the radar game for a forty-eight and a half total.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like yes, they're playing at a higher pace. It's kind of just ended up going that way. They've been involved in two very close games, and yes, this game's projected to be fairly close. It's only a two and a half point spread, but this is not these are two teams that don't really like to pass the ball a ton. Tannehill was just kind of forced to at first game going up against Denver, but Only 24 attempts last week. We look at last season, he was right around the 25-attempt mark almost every single week. I think this is just a spot where they hammer with Derrick Henry. Minnesota's giving up 150 yards each of the first two weeks. Henry hasn't looked great so far, but you look at the rushing numbers and 25 attempts in the first game, or his last game, 31 in the first game. I think this is predominantly a Henry spot. I think this is a spot where you end up targeting mostly just the running backs in this game. Yes, Thielen could Go up? No, I guess we'll get to Tennessee in a second. Yes, Davis seems to look great. But he's all the way up to five point two K now. Not quite the deep discount that we had before. And if they're only going to throw the ball twenty-five times in this game, which seems like it's likely against this Minnesota defense that's just horrible versus the run, I don't really have interest in anyone on Tennessee outside of Henry, which I have a lot of interest in.
0: Yeah, and, like, he burned people last week, so I completely understand um, that. I want to see, like, the A.J. Brown news. Like, he didn't practice Wednesday. Um, I read that right before we got started here. So, I don't mind, like, Corey Davis. I really like Humphreys. Like, I always look for guys under 4K to use um, at wide receiver as, like, a wide receiver three for large field tournaments. And, like, Humphreys is that guy for me this week. He He's one of the guys this week. You know, we just got done talking about, like, Bird and, like, Harry's kind of in that price range, too. Um, but Humphreys is 3,900. We know how much Ryan Tannehill likes him. He he gets the targets. Um, if he gets a touchdown again, like he crushes at 3,900. So Humphreys is someone I want Brown to be out, but Humphreys is someone that I like. Um, because like John U. Smith has been really solid to start the season. This is a tough matchup. This team's very tough on tight ends, um, for years now. So, um, I worry about just overall like tight end here, but Jonu Smith has been he's been fantastic. So, um, Let's go to the Minnesota side. Um, you were you were already itching to talk about Thielen. Um Listen, he's a clear cut guy here. Like you just look at like the target share. You look at the snaps. He, he's the clear cut guy. This offense is really struggling though.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, this offense is not great. Like, it's just, it's been a rough year so far for Minnesota. Like, they just haven't really been able to get too many things together here. I think they were going to want to run the ball more in this game. I think they're going to run the ball in every single game. Cousins has looked just atrocious so far, even though he's been playing in a dome each of the first two weeks. I Cook's the guy, like, Cook at lower ownership, should get a decent workload, is the one guy that I have a little bit of interest in, it's probably only big field GPPs. Thielen at 6.9k, just because of the massive amount of volume he might get, is a guy that's always in play. But fade, fade the Vikings, just fade them. I, I don't really. Tennessee's a good defense. I don't think this game stays close. I like the Titans minus two and a half a lot. I think Minnesota just continues to falter, and they're not that great of a team. Well, the
0: good thing, like if you want to target Minnesota, it's very easy to pick who you want to target. It's Cook and Thielen. like. Their production goes through two guys Like if you look at all the stats, it's two guys Like it's simple Where you want to go with these with this team So Washington football team Cleveland Browns, 44 total here Cleveland favored by 7 in this game um, What are your thoughts when it comes to the Washington football team?
1: McLovin's always in play Like it's just that simple I keep waiting for Haskins to end up Doing something, he doesn't So probably Off of him Gibson's an interesting one. Like, the game script really didn't favor him too much last week. Still ended up getting 13 carries, got a rushing touchdown here. Probably would have had a rushing touchdown week one if Barber didn't end up poaching two of them because they gave him carries inside inside the red zone a few times, and then Barber just came in and took it. Like, they like Gibson. He's now three weeks into the offense here. He's only 4.7K. Not a lot of people are going to use him going in his spot here just because they don't. They're worried about snap count, but it probably, it's going to go up every single week. They really like this guy for me. It's McLovin. It's Logan Thomas, but he's going to be very heavily owned. He's cheap enough though that I don't care. And he's getting a consistent enough workload with nine and eight targets. The first two weeks that that price tag really just doesn't make sense. So it's a three upside or two upside guys and Thomas and McLovin and then Gibson. I can't not call him McLovin. I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) And then Gibson, I really like in uh, GBPs.
0: Yeah, like, um, man, this might be, like, Logan Thomas might be the best tight end play on the slate again. Like, I I know he didn't, like, crush last week. Um, You know, you you saw nine targets. You're excited about that. Um, But at 3,700, he might be the best value tight end again. Um, So go back to the well on him. Go back to the well on McLaurin. Um, McLaurin, um, McLovin, McLovin, um, outside of that, I think Cleveland actually has a really decent run defense. Um, so I'm a little off of Gibson here. I hate the three like headed monster. I hate that. Like it could be any of these three guys. So I get why you like him. I just, he's just not going to make the cut for me this week. Um, so he's probably going to score two touchdowns. Let's talk Cleveland Browns here. Um, this one's tough. You know, when you look at it, like there's just so many pieces on this team, and like so many pieces getting so much work. Like you don't know which running back's going to get the work. And you know, last week if you played both of them against Cincinnati in that 35-30 game, you you did really well in the showdown slate. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Cleveland?
1: I'm full, like I'm full on fading the passing game. Like OBJ or Landry could have a decent game. I don't know who it's going to be, or it could end up being neither. And it could just be a full on running game. Washington's front has been decent so far this year, but I'm fine with using Chubb or hunt. They're going to come in at very low ownership. People don't want to pay six, 6.9 6. K for a running back that is in a split backfield. And I think that makes him a decent GPP play here. He can obviously go for a massive run any given time. He's got huge touchdown equity and Kareem hunt has a decent amount of passwork equity, uh, he could end up with multiple targets in this game. He still has a possibility of a touchdown. I'm fine with either of them in big field tournaments, but they're the only two guys that we willing to take a shot on.
0: Yeah. I don't mind like a sprinkle of um, Beckham junior or Landry in large field tournaments just because they're semi cheap here, but overall I'm with you. I think it's the running game for Cleveland here. And I don't even hate like taking a shot on like Cleveland's defense. um, If you want to pair one of these running backs with defense. So, Um, Houston at Pittsburgh, we got a 45 total here. Pittsburgh favored by four in this game. We'll start with the Texans. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Houston?
1: David Johnson, that's it. Um, again, this Pittsburgh defense is very good. Yes, Watson can have a big game at any given time here, but I don't know who he's going to throw it to. Like, you can take any, you could take Fuller or you could take Cooks. I don't really care. I don't want any of them, I don't want any of the past game work at all on this, except for the past game work coming from David Johnson. David Johnson's priced at 5.4 K everyone's getting so excited to play Mike Davis, which we'll do that when that happens as if David Johnson isn't a better running back in a better spot. And he's getting one of the highest snap counts of any running back in the league right now. He is the go-to de facto guy in this one. Uh, Have we heard news on Duke Johnson yet? I think that he's still unlikely to play
0: um i did not see news on him before we got started but um i know he he was limited wednesday there you go all
1: right yeah again it's earlier on the week beyond the look for that but i still don't really care david johnson's gonna get a ton of work in this offense regardless people are gonna be disappointed by what he did last week going up against baltimore and yes he only has 11 rushing attempts each of the first two games this one's a four-point game like this one it Houston is a four-point dog. The first week, they went up against Kansas City. Obviously, they have a less-than-seller run defense, but Kansas City was in control pretty much that entire game. Baltimore, great defense, controlled most of the game. David Johnson's price keeps going down, even though he's getting a consistent workload, and he really hasn't had a game where they've had to use him too much in the passing game either, or they ch- have chosen not to use him a ton in the passing game. I really like David Johnson in this spot. He's going to come in at almost no ownership. I know it's a tough matchup here but there's a lot of different ways that this game can end up going. And he's a perfect pivot off of Mike Davis. who's probably going to be pretty chalky here. David Johnson is the only guy I like in this spot here for Houston.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, obviously I want to pay attention to like the Will Fuller news. Like if he's good to go, I don't mind taking a shot on Will Fuller. Um, He burned a lot of people last week. So I love guys like that. Um, Like this is a dude that had 10 targets and 112 yards in week one against Kansas city. So um, if he's a if he's a full go, I think he's interesting. If he's hurt, I think Brandon Cooks is interesting. Uh, Jordan Aikens is the guy now. Like it, it's not even close. Like this is a dude that has played over eighty three percent of the snaps in back to back weeks now. Um, he's the guy. It's not Darren Fells. So if you want to take a shot on Aikens, if you're like making a Pittsburgh stack or something, um, I, I think he's worth a run back here. But I'm with you for the most part. It's probably David Johnson from this team. Um, let's go to the Pittsburgh side of things. You know, Connor questionable playing questionable playing and then played got 16 carries Looked pretty good played 78% of the snaps. They want James Connor to be a workhorse like Pittsburgh believes in workhorse running backs. He's 6,700 going up against Houston. Um, I think he's worth a look here in tournaments.
1: I don't hate it, but. Honestly, like I'm worried about Benny Snell taking some of the workload. I know Connor pretty much got the entirety of it, but I, this just isn't a spot where I want to go with Connor. I'd honestly rather go with the pass game work. Yes, they've been just all right. Like, Brownsberger had a 300 yard game last week when the game was a little bit closer than it was going up against the Giants in a slow paced game here. I think that Houston keeps it a little bit close here. Um, and I think that Big Ben could be in for a big game here. He's got – we all remember the home road splits from years ago. This is in at Pittsburgh. Johnson has just been getting tons of targets this entire year. 13 targets last week, 10 targets the week before that. Him and Juju are the main main guys in this offense. We know how Big Ben likes to target his main two wide receivers. I'm a big fan of the Pittsburgh stack again this week. I know I've said that multiple times this year. This week is no different he, I love Juju. I love Johnson. I love Big Ben. I'm staying away from Connor. If you want to throw in or make it your lineup a little bit different, Claypool has a whole lot of talent and obviously had that big catch last week. Him or James Washington are both decent spots because those guys can take the ball a long way on any given pass.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, I don't I don't love Ebron here. I like a lot of tight ends on this slate, but um he's someone that he saw an increase in targets and we know how much uh ben likes his tight ends in the red zone so i um, just throwing that out there as well but you know for the most part here juju seems like he's going to be very touchdown dependent this season so like maybe i end up playing juju a little bit more on fandle even though like he's going to have plenty of catches each and every week um but yeah i think deontay johnson is going to be popular again like He's a little bit more expensive this week. Like, he had a $900 increase in price, but he might not be high enough, right? Like, he still might be too cheap if he's going to get this many targets.
1: Yeah, if you're getting – anytime you're getting a talented wide receiver with 10-plus targets, it, 5.4K is not enough. Like, I'm worried about his ownership a little bit. We haven't pegged it around 10% right now. If that's going to be the actual ownership, I will be well overweight on him. Last
0: week is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape and prepare for this week. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now and use code GRIND for a limited time. New users can get free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on this week three action. Enter code GRIND to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code GRIND only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We move on to the 4 o'clock games. We got the Carolina Panthers and the L.A. Chargers here. Um, We'll start with Carolina. Obviously, the McCaffrey news is huge news. Um, Mike Davis is going to be very, very popular this week. Um, Let's just start with it. Let's let's chat with the Carolina Panthers first.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm off of Mike Davis. I think he's going to be very, very heavily owned. People see that he got 15 points, that he got eight targets. Are we really going to believe that Mike Davis is a better receiver than McCaffrey? No, like it was just the way that the script went out. Tampa Bay is a team that has a great run defense. They were trailing from behind. They had to throw a whole lot. I know that they're a pretty decent dog in this one, and, yes, they might be doing that again, but Mike Davis just doesn't seem worth it to me in GBPs. I'll end up throwing him in in uh, cash games, but GBPs, I don't think that you end up playing him. It's just not a smart move to go with him when there's a lot of other running backs. that's slightly more expensive that you can go with. The interesting spot here is Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson. Bridgewater currently fourth in the league in terms of passing yards at 367 last week. Probably going to be playing from behind, has three decent wide receivers. Um, And Robbie Anderson, like, clearly been the guy with the biggest connection with Bridgewater so far. But DJ Moore is also super talented. He's getting a good amount of targets every single week. This is going to be a lot of garbage time stuff just throwing short passes, trying to get back into the game with Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson and more are going to get peppered with targets this entire game. I love both of them. I don't mind throwing in Ian Thomas if you really want to, but uh, this is a week where we have a lot of cheap tight ends that you're probably better off going with. It's a spot where fading Mike Davis could pay huge dividends. We've seen, chalky running backs not do stuff each of the first two weeks of the season we saw Boston Scott and Antonio Gibson the first week of the season this is a whole different spot here but we are not even sure that Mike Davis is going to be the Christian McCaffrey role I I don't want to play him I want to target this passing game as a way to even leverage more off the spot
0: yeah and like who's to say that it won't be like a committee um, Arma and Cannon, like with Davis, like we have no idea what the situation is going to be. Like, Mike Davis had one carry last week. We can't like overreact to being all in on this guy. I'm with you. I'll play him as a block in cash games. That's fine. Um, he's cheap enough where I don't feel bad about it. Like, one of my favorite tournament pivots off of Mike Davis is on the other side on Kelly. Um, and we'll talk about him in a second. Um, but like, I love the Chargers running game in this game. So, um, I love DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson here. I think both of these guys are phenomenal. Um, You know, like this is more like a secondary game stack for me because I don't love like playing either quarterback in this game. I do like the price on Herbert. So maybe I play him, Um, you know, so maybe I do end up stacking this game a little bit, but uh, let's talk chargers grant. Like we know that Tyrod Taylor is likely not going to play here. He's doubtful now. Um, And it sounds like he's not, he's going to be out indefinitely. This is, this is the chance for Justin Herbert to make the decision for the Chargers. Like he goes out and has monster games here. But Carolina has been terrible, terrible against the run. They were terrible against the run last year. They did not fix that issue. Um Joshua Kelly had 23 carries. Eckler had 16 carries. Both of these guys are in play. I, I just like the price on Kelly a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. The price on Kelly is definitely better. This is a pretty much the situation that we had. Last year, the year before with the Chargers offense, they don't just run one running back. They have a split committee almost every single time. Even Eckler, at one point, and Justin Jackson were very much both involved both these guys have looked good they've run the ball quite a bit i still think that it's not a bad idea to play the passing game here herbert clearly has more of a connection with Keenan allen than Tyrod taylor did didn't really target mike williams too much although mike williams could be in for a game at any given time you can get a really cheap full stack out of this and you can bring it back to the other side if you're expecting them to be uh, trailing in this game or just have to throw the ball out they went up against Kansas City last week and they tried to control the clock going up against that bad run defense with a rookie quarterback here or a rookie quarterback last week it's a different situation this week as they're actually coming in as favorites I think that the passing game is a decent spot to attack we talk about how bad Carolina is against the run they're not great versus the pass they have a a lot of young guys on here. There's miscommunications. Keenan Allen, a good route runner, is able to take advantage of those miscommunications. I really like Keenan Allen here. I really like Herbert. I'm fine with the running game, too. I'm probably going to play this game a whole bunch of different ways, but I'm fine with Kelly. I'm fine with Eckler. I like both those calls, but realize that also with Herbert in there, Eckler had almost no targets the first week. That wasn't really the plan. better. is a mobile quarterback that kind of just plays a different style than a lot of other guys, a lot uh, different than most quarterbacks. And Kelly had three targets last week. Eckler had four, that's seven for the backfield on a week where Herbert really didn't throw the ball a ton. So I think they might be going back to that style where they dumped the ball off a lot more. So I'm fine with really anything, any which way in this game. But my biggest preference is Herbert and Keenan Allen.
0: Yeah, I love this. I love the Charger side of this game. Um, like this it seems like a really juicy spot um for this one. So uh moving on, we got the Jets and the Colts. 43 and a half total. Um the Colts are favored by ten and a half in this game. Is there anything standing out to you for the Jets?
1: I there's so much value at wide receiver that I just don't want to use. I don't know what to do here. Honestly, it's too well, early. Like, on.
0: Crowder didn't practice Wednesday. Perryman's already doubtful. Hogan's banged up. Like <laughs> good luck. Braxton Barrios? Thirty six hundred, maybe.
1: <laughs> I mean, he got eight targets last week. He got a
0: bliss. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm laughing, but like I was actually semi being a little serious.
1: I know. Well it it's 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 an NFL offense with an average price of starting wide. If Crowder ends up playing, it's a little bit different, but with an average price on the three starting wide receivers of like 3.3 K. I can guarantee that if Crowder ends up sitting, I am going to full stack this offense and just get all the running backs in the world and my, the rest of my lineup. It's just, they're so cheap target share is going to be there for all these guys. I don't know which one to use. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea which way to target this, but if they're going to come in at low ownership, I know the Jets only have a 16.5 implied team total. But you can throw Herndon in there. You can throw any one of the wide receivers, and then you could just pay up for everything with the rest of your lineup. It's a ballsy move, and maybe you don't end up throwing Darnold in there. You just end up throwing a bunch of his receiving targets to save some money and pay up elsewhere. Maybe go with the naked cam in that same offense because you don't really have many wide receiver slots after that. But I, I actually like. I don't know who to go with right now. Again, we're gonna wait on news. But a lot, some of these passing targets are going to end up with ten plus targets at 3.5, 3K three point five, three K or 37 seven K or Herndon. Just just sprinkle in bits and pieces of any of these throughout all GPPs because someone's going to hit on full PPR sites. Maybe don't play it. Do it on Fanduel. But on DraftKings with such low prices, one or two of these guys is going to hit big in all likelihood.
0: And it could be straight garbage time. Like, it it could be straight garbage time. It could be third and fourth quarter, down by two, three touchdowns, needing garbage time points. Like, Hogan and Barrios would probably be the two guys um, that I like the most, assuming that those other guys are out. But, like, even Josh Malone's 3K – and he got targets, too. And, like, they're, they're going to be down. The Colts are going to control this game. So, um, let's talk Colts. Jonathan Taylor, 26 carries last week. Um, you know, Wilkins got a little bit of work as well. Hines really was the guy that was left out. Um, and in a game that should, they should be leading, we probably don't see a lot of Naheem Hines again, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's it's – I I faded the Taylor chalk last week and went with a decent amount of Hines. That did not play – well, it didn't play terrible for me because I had a lot of Miles Sanders and a few other guys. But Hines just did not help me at all. This is not a script for him. This is the Jonathan Taylor show this week. I don't care if he's 7K. I'm going to be playing a decent amount of him in this matchup just because he's going to get a boatload of work in all likelihood here. Outside of that, like, Hilton's always in play for GBPs, but probably not going there. I think Pittman is probably, probably the guy that I would look for in the passing game. Guy's talented. There was a injury to – why can't I remember his name? Starts with a P. Why can't I remember his name, Stevie?
0: Are you talking about Campbell?
1: Campbell. Paris Campbell? Campbell? Yeah. Uh, with him out, like, more work's going to go to Pittman here. He's 4K. They aren't going to need to pass the ball a ton, but they probably still will. Rivers occasionally has a tendency to keep the game close for no apparent reason other than he's just cursed would be my guess, but I'm not targeting rivers. I'm probably not doing much Hilton. I am going Pittman and a whole lot of Taylor in the spot.
0: Yeah. Like realistically here, my, this might be my highest like running back defense combo on the week. Like I might be way overweight on Taylor and the Colts defense, um, and, like, even in that combo, I don't hate, like, running it back with, like, Barrios or Hogan for what it's worth um, because I, I hate playing guys against my defense, but I could see the merit to doing it at these prices and garbage time. So, I love Jonathan Taylor here. I think he crushes in this spot. If Jack Doyle sits, uh, Mo Alley-Cox, um, he's pretty cheap again, um, 3,800. We have a ton of tight end plays on the slate that are in a little bit better game script. Um, but, listen, he had six targets. He had five catches. He had a touchdown. So, um, just wanted to bring him up, but most of, mostly my interest in the Colts are the running game, and it's mostly Jonathan Taylor. I'm glad they priced him up um, because, like, I'll gladly pay up for him here. And I think, like, he's way too cheap on FanDuel at 6700 The guys that he's priced around, I think he's um, by far the best option over there. So, all right, let's talk about the game, and um, this is the game. Like, it's not even close. This is the game everyone's going to talk about this week. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Seattle Seahawks. It's a 55 and a half total, which is probably not enough. Um, Seattle's favored by five. They're, they're playing. Dallas is playing at such a fast pace this season. It, it and It's like it's not even close. They're almost four seconds faster than the next um, the highest team. So. I, and Seattle plays at the lowest pace, but it's more, I think it was more like clocking. um, If you look at like their pace in the first half compared to their face in the second half. So um, Dallas Cowboys, we'll start with them. The Seahawks have been terrible against wide receivers. Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, um, you know, even like Dalton Schultz had 10 targets last week.
1: Yeah, uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game, stacking up every – which way? It seems like every single week. Seattle is the best game to stack up in every single week. It works out fairly fairly well. Dak, very much in play. CeeDee Lamb, Cooper, Gallup, Schultz, Zeke, everyone. Everyone. This game has a 55-and-a-half total. Just play everyone. My biggest preferences are probably going to be pairing Dak with CD and Cooper – is probably the way I'm going to go with it most, but there's really not much to dissect here. Everyone's in play. Every which stack is in play over on the Dallas side, and the same thing with Seattle.
0: The, the only thing that I do want to point out is Zeke Elliott's going to go a little overlooked in this spot. That, that's the only thing. Like, We've got him even, at
1: 20% ownership right now.
0: What? Okay, but I just, didn't know. that there's was... some
1: Yeah, there's some value on the slate.
0: I did not think he'd be that high. I don't think he'll be that high, but I guess with the high total, maybe he does end up being that high. We'll have to see. I think, I think Kenyon Drake and Miles Sanders are going to be like uber chalk um, with the cheap guys. So, so we'll have to kind of yeah.
1: The big thing is like this week, two of the main payups that running. Like we we want a workhorse running back. In the past, we've been able to go to McCaffrey, and we've been able to go to Barkley, and we've been able to go to Cook. Cook isn't getting a consistent workload. McCaffrey and Saquon are both out for weeks like on a normal week, you would expect Zeke to be overlooked here, but this is not a normal week. This is a week where if you're going to pay up, plus we don't have Michael Thomas on the slate and I don't think we have, we don't have Adams on the slate. So you need to pay up somewhere. Where are you going to do it? There's not a ton of guys. So Zeke becomes a de facto guy that people end up paying up for.
0: Yeah, I guess that makes a ton of sense, especially with a massive total, um, if he is like the third highest on running back on the slate, I'll probably be underweight on him. Um, but if he starts to see ownership, like dip on him a little bit, then I do think he's interesting. I like the passing game a ton here. Like Amari Cooper at 6,500, he's eventually going to score a touchdown. Um, and he looks fantastic. Dak wants to find him. Um, so I love Amari Cooper. I like Gallup and Lamb. I think they're both in play. I could see using two of these guys, um, with Dak, um, and then running it back with, Plenty of Seahawks, so let's talk about Seattle on the other side of this game. Um, listen, Russell Wilson has been awesome, um, awesome. Like, <laughs> how, how don't you like Metcalf and Lockett? You know exactly where the production's going. Uh, it's going to Carson Metcalf and Lockett with Wilson. Yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. Like, like I said, stack this game up every single which way you can. But my favorite piece of this game that I think is going to go highly overlooked because. He's in that Drake and Miles Sanders range. Is Chris Carson. Snap count was down a little bit the first week, went up the second week, got 17 carries, only got three targets last week. But he's been involved in the passing game a decent amount, especially over in the red zone. Because you do have to watch out for Lockett, and you do have to watch out for Metcalf. Zeke – or not Zeke. Carson is my favorite play in this entire stack. I don't generally want to play him with Wilson. But this is a spot where I'm willing to do it just because of the high total in this game. But if you're not stacking up, like Carson's the perfect guy to play with not stacking this game, or if you're going Dak on the other side. This can still be a high-scoring game, and Carson end up with three touchdowns. They are letting Wilson cook a little bit more this year, but he's still only at an average of 28 passes per game, I think, 30 passes per game. Maybe it's because of the slow pace, but... Carson can end up with 25 carries here, and he can end up with multiple touchdowns in the spot. I really, really like Carson, but I will stack this game up every which way. Carson's just the guy that I want to throw in in most situations where I'm not throwing Wilson in there.
0: Tampa Bay at um, Denver. We got a 43.5 total here. Tampa's favored by six in this game. Um, Tampa, really, really solid implied team total here at almost 25 points. Is there anything standing out to you for the Bucs?
1: Not really, like, I don't know. This game just seems like it might end up being a dud. I don't know, like, between Godwin, if he's going to be back. If between He's back.
0: He, he he cleared concussion protocol on Monday.
1: All right, so between Godwin and Evans, I don't know who's going to be the main guy in this offense. We haven't really seen a week with both of them healthy. I could see them running the ball a lot in this spot. And I don't want to guess between Fournette and Jones. Everyone assumes that Fournette's going to be the go-to guy, but it was a spot where Jones fumbled. He was being used a lot more early on in the game. He got used a lot more in Week One, probably because he was more entrenched in the offense. But I'm not going to take guesses on this running game. Brady's toast. He's old. He's not very good, in my opinion. And he's got too many targets because he's got Godwin, he's got Evans, he's got Miller, he's got Howard, he's got Gronk, and he's got a running back behind him, a few running backs behind him. I'm staying away from Tampa Bay entirely here.
0: Like a pivotal part of the game, too. They had LaShawn McCoy run, like, a wheel route to – like, he dropped a touchdown late in the game. So, like – The running game for me, I played a lot of Ronald Jones last week. I got on to him really late in the week. I was really mad when I saw him fumble because I knew he wasn't going to get a lot of work after that. But um, I still think it was the right play. Like Fournette doesn't – he crushed in that spot. Don't get me wrong, but it's tough. I don't mind Evans or Godwin here. They both have two touchdown upside in any matchup. Um, Denver has been kind of weak against wide receivers to start the season, so I don't mind either one of those guys. But outside of that – I don't have any interest in anything else of this Tampa side. And then on the Denver side, we got Jeff Driscoll going to be starting in this game. It doesn't sound like Philip Lindsay's is going to be back. Um, Cortland Sutton just went on the IR. Jerry Judy is dealing with a, like a rib injury. Like, I don't even know what to think of Driscoll starting here. Like, do you have any thoughts on this whatsoever?
1: I love Noah Fant this week. Like, he's coming in at almost no ownership. The guy is very talented. He has big playability. He's been getting a decent amount of targets. New quarterback, the offense is probably going to rely on his uber talented tight end in an offense where there's really not a ton of great targets, especially if Judy's banged up and Sutton's already out. Like They're going to have to throw the ball. They're a big dog. They're probably going to have to throw the ball a decent amount. Driscoll is looking to just not make a ton of big mistakes but he's gonna to have to get something done. I think Fant's gonna be a big beneficiary. I think Fant's going off for a huge game and he's gonna come in at no ownership. So Fant is the only guy I'm really looking at. If Judy looks like he's fine towards the end of the week, I don't mind him just because you're betting on talent there. But it, it it's fant, and that's really it for me.
0: Yeah, like if you're playing the whole they're gonna be down in this game, I think like playing some of the passing pieces is fine. Um we're gonna we're gonna like We're going to like Denver a little bit more next week. They're playing the Jets, um, you know, not looking ahead to week four or anything. But um, pay attention to this spot just overall and just kind of see how it plays out. But Melvin Gordon's going to get the work. I just don't love this spot. Um, I know Tampa – I know Tampa's, like, kind of struggled this season against running backs and, like – I played Melvin Gordon last week at fifty-two. The price increase is, I think, is enough to make you kind of eh on him. Um, so I, I don't hate it on DraftKings. I really don't. He's going to get the workload. Um, that's it on this game. This is one of my least favorite games on the slate. Let's finish it out. We got the Lions and the Cardinals. Fifty-five total here. Arizona favored by five and a half in this game. This game has all the makings of fireworks, just like that the D- uh, the D- Dallas Seattle game, um, and it starts at the same time, so that's always fun. Let's start with Detroit here. Um, listen, it sounds like Galladay practiced a little bit on Wednesday. Um, you know, it's the first time he's practiced since week one, so if he's back, it's huge. If he's not back, it's huge for like Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. uh, I I really hope Galladay's back because I'm going to have a ton of Marvin Jones and Galladay in this spot here. Like if Galladay isn't back, then I'm probably going to play a decent amount of Cephas. I'm probably going to play a decent amount of Amendola. I'm probably going to play a decent amount of Hawkinson, but I really like this game as a stack. I think it's going to get overlooked here in the afternoon with that Seattle team taking up a whole lot of the ownership. Currently, we have ownership pegged for Marvin Jones and Galladay at low amounts. If Galladay comes back, then it takes a little bit of attention off Marvin Jones, who is probably in for a decent game. Peterson could be watching Galladay a little bit more. I really, really like the passing game. I really like Stafford in this spot, 24 implied team total. Having a star right receiver back is going to be pay huge dividends. He's already played Chicago defense that's pretty good and Green Bay. He's done both of that without Galladay. Still put up 17 points. Has a chance to throw 45 times in this high-paced game here. I love Stafford. I love Galladay. I love Marvin Jones. I don't mind Hawkinson. Uh, but – like this is assuming Galladay plays. If Galladay doesn't play, I'm still gonna play this a ton. I don't care. It's such a high total that I kind of want to. And people are gonna be mostly focusing on Kyler Murray and Drake and Hopkins on the other side. You gotta bring it back with someone, or it's just better to go with the other side and play one to two pieces from this Arizona team.
0: Yeah, so like if you're if you're stacking Arizona here, get you some DeAndre Swift exposure. Like, if you think Arizona is going to smash in this game, they're using DeAndre Swift as, like, the theoretic role. Um, and, like, we know, like, the upside of that role um, for, like, the Detroit passing game. So, if you think he's – if they're going to be up in this game, like, he's not going to get a lot of carries, but it, he'll he'll get five to eight – five to ten targets in this game. Um if they're down so if you think that they're going to be down in this game i don't mind getting some swift i love marvin jones in this game with or without galladay um and then don't sleep on tj hawkinson let's talk arizona i think kyler murray is you know one of a few quarterbacks on this slate that can beat out wilson and dak um what are your thoughts here when it comes to arizona
1: i mean they're gonna be chalky and i'm fully all right with that uh it's real simple. Like, Kirk has not looked great so far on this offense this year. I don't know how much he's going to be used. We know that Hopkins is just going to get peppered with targets all game long. Murray's going to run the ball a decent amount. Drake, I know that he hasn't put up big numbers so far this season, but he's still got 20 rushing attempts last game. He's getting, going to be very involved in this. They're going up against a bad Detroit defense. You just focus on the three main guys in here, Hopkins, Murray, and Drake, if you want to go a little bit off the board, you can use Murray naked or just with a number two wide receiver like Kirk or like Fitzgerald. Assuming he's going to run for a lot of yards, Drake's going to sneak some in. Like there's a lot of different ways that this can end up going. It's not just an automatically if Murray goes off, then Hopkins is going to have a massive game at high ownership. But the clear guys from a just analytic standpoint, who's probably going to get the most points, it's going to be Hopkins, it's going to be Drake, it's going to be Murray. Just they're going to be owned as such.
0: I don't mind playing Murray, Drake, and Hopkins together in this game. And I don't think it will be a three-man that a lot of people will play. Um, so, just throwing that out there as a potential low-owned um, portion of a game stack. So, I like this game. I like Arizona a lot. I think a lot of people are going to like Arizona in this game. Um, Kenyon Drake is going to be really, really popular. So, I don't mind being a little underweight on him and just going really heavy on Murray Hopkins either. So, Or playing drake with murray because i don't think a lot of people will do that either so um let's play the morning grind game and um we'll get out of here for week three and uh you'll be back with me for baseball uh for thursday's podcast for that so um let's give me a quarterback not in the top five in price um to throw for over 300 yards today or this week
1: Sorry, i'm trying to load it up i'm going with Roethlisberger.
0: Big Ben. I like that one. Um, This is a tough one. And like, because like a lot of these guys down here, just they don't get the opportunity more than anything else. Um, I I think it's Stafford. And I think it might be garbage time, but I I still think it's Stafford. Um, Give me a low owned running back to score a touchdown this week.
1: David Johnson.
0: Right, We try to target, and again it's early in the week, but we try to target somebody under 10%. I'm going to go with uh, Joshua Kelly to score a touchdown this week.
1: I think that will definitely be under 10%.
0: Yeah, he should be pretty low on. Give me a quarterback, wide receiver, um, touchdown stack. Diggs. Allen. Allen and Diggs. I like that one. Um. Man, this one's tough. You know what? Give me Trubisky and Robinson. He's going he's gonna to paint this week. He's going he's gonna to find the paint. I like that. Um, wide receiver for eight or more targets this week.
1: I kind of want to use someone from the Jets game, just I have no idea which one it's going to be. <laughs> uh, I'm going Keenan Allen.
0: I like that one. I don't think a lot of people will be on him. Um, I'm going to go Edelman.
1: Yeah, people always underestimate like how much a QB wide receiver connection really matters.
0: Yep. Um, give me a tight end for a touchdown. We have a ton of tight end plays this week. Who's going to Who's gonna find the paint?
1: I'm going Noah Fant.
0: I like that one. I'm going to go my boy. Ownership. I'm going to go with my boy Goddard. We just gave out two potentially really low on tight ends. Hopefully, hopefully both of them can um, find the paint this week. We didn't really talk about Hurden. He's another tight end that's in play this week uh, with all those injuries potentially for that team. Uh, give me a defense that's going to score ten or more points this week.
1: I don't want to use the Colts because that's the absolute. But I least. know
0: it's so it's so easy to want to use them. Like, but for what it's worth, like we have them projected as like the sixth highest zone defense right now. I know it's Wednesday, but it, it was because well, they're four point one k. Oh, I know. Oh.
1: People like those cheap defenses for sure. I'm gonna go with the Eagles,
0: which is the highest projected own defense on the slate so far. Oh, I, um, didn't even lo-
1: I didn't even look. I don't pay attention to defensive ownership at the beginning of the week.
0: <laughs> I don't either. Um, I just thought it was funny. You know what? Um, Kirk Cousins is always good for a touchdown uh, to the other team. Give me the Tennessee defense this week. Um, to score over 10 grant any final thoughts
1: before we get out of here pay attention to injuries as always fade mike davis and play josh allen and dicks because they're gonna go for a combined 60 points this week
0: there you go it's gonna wrap it up here for week three we'll be back for week four next wednesday afternoon and um, back with the thursday podcast for baseball tomorrow morning hope everyone has an awesome day good luck in week three We'll see you guys again for Week Four. See you,